When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, here's something boring. Seriously, stay for this. It's boring. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is an exceptionally boring episode of Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that, unlike this episode, aren't boring. This one focuses on your favorite hockey team facing the Colorado Avalanche tonight at 8.12 p.m. at Ball Arena in Denver. You know how this is going to go. I know how this is going to go. Things have not gone well in general for the boys, and I'm certainly not expecting it'll go well tonight. However, however, there is a way out, and it could begin with what happens tonight in Denver and tomorrow in Dallas against a Stars team that's scoring even more than the Avs have of late. And that's this. Look at them, be aware of who they are, and be at least a little bit scared of what they could do to you. I'm going to explain what I mean by that because it sounds really bad. But I've been maintaining since the beginning of this season, that when the Penguins face an opponent that they know can scorch them offensively, whether that's the Rangers or the Oilers or the Abs for that matter, when they faced them at home not that long ago, they're at their best when they're a little bit humbled. When they stay back on top of the puck when they make sure that they're not taking unnecessary risks either through mismanaging the puck or by putting themselves out of position. And yes, I'm aware that the Mike Sullivan system calls for the defenseman to pinch all the time, and you will see the defenseman pinch. And you saw Chad Ruedel pinch the other night in that stomach-turning loss to the Senators. And he pinches, he gets trapped, hooks a guy, goes to the box, Senators win. I also understand because Sullivan reminded Everyone at the skate that day that even with four of the teams starting six defensemen out, he wasn't going to do anything to change the system or to advise anyone to stay back. Now, here's where it gets really boring. Taylor Fadun is up from Wilkes-Barre Scranton. He is as journeyman as journeyman gets. Well on the wrong side of 30. Team captain 
in Wilkesbury, and I don't even say that in the flattering way. I say that in the oh my god, he's hung around that long that he can be a team captain in the minors. Steady guy, smart guy, not flashy at all, doesn't contribute much to the offense, and he's had parts of seven different seasons in the National Hockey League. That is journeyman. And he doesn't envision his role being anything other than what he's always done. How do I know that? I asked him. You know, the coaches told you they're expecting from you. Obviously, it's, you know, you're going to step right in a pretty tough situation. Yeah, I think um, for me, it's just playing the way I always do. I try and try and battle hard out there, um, move pucks up to our skilled group in the, in the forwards here, defend hard, and, and keep it pretty simple. Now, what, you ask, could this boring thing possibly have to do with having any hope at all for what seems to be a completely crumbling season? This is what they need to be. The other night, and I don't think he was supposed to be doing this, but when Fadun had a couple of chances to pinch down the boards, he didn't go. When there was a puck between him and an Ottawa skater that looked like it might have been a 50-50 puck or even a 60-40 puck in his favor, he backpedaled. He got out of there because he respected and understood that whoever was from the Senators that was about to pick that thing up was probably going to be able to go bolting around him. He was humble. There was a humility to his game. Sullivan's assessment of his patchwork defense the other night was that he was very happy with him. Should have been. Should have been. Penguins outshot the Senators 49-21. to 21. Out of the 21 shots the Senators had, eight of them were high-danger chances. Say what you want about the Sens and where they are in the standings, but they got some guys up front who can score. And the Penguins did a nice job on them, for the most part. This, my friends, is the only way out. Meaning for this season, for this team to somehow finish ahead of the Islanders or the Panthers and qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. If that's something that you value, if the streak of playoff appearances is something that you value, if making sure that Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang don't miss the playoffs is something that you value, then this boring subject is also something you should value because this is it. There are no other options. They need to defend. They need to hang back within reason, within the system, and they need to get outstanding. Not good, not very good, but outstanding goaltending from Tristan Jari. From there, I'll take my chances that Sid, Gino, Jake Gensel, Jason Zucker, Ricard, Raquel will score goals. I'll take my chances even that Brian Rust will come around and start scoring again because we've seen throughout his history in Pittsburgh that they come in big bunches when they come. But I will not take my chances that this team can get away with just doing what it's done. It has to step onto that rink tonight the same way that Taylor Fadun will, which is, oh, wow, this is going to be hard. When we come back, J1Q. This segment's brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat, which gives you more time for your family or hobbies or going to the gym or whatever. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK20 for 20% off and free delivery on your first order. 
order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table, bringing families back to the dinner table. Today's J1Q comes from Darren who asks, DK, I agree that the same things keep happening all the time defensively, meaning the same bad things. But is this the worst finishing team in the NHL? It is unreal how these guys make other goalies look great. Darren, we always remember the last thing we saw more clearly than anything else. That's just the way the brain functions. It's like a big C drive. The most recent thing is still sitting there up close for your easiest access. So when we have visions of Dylan Ferguson coming up from the AHL and making 48 saves in his first ever start in the league, yeah, this is going to be what you think of. Uh, The Penguins are not a great finishing team, which seems nuts if only because the opposite had been true for so, so, so long about this franchise. They had so many great players and were so deep in skill and finishing that they could get outshot two to one and beat somebody five to one. That was just the way they were wired. They didn't need many shots because they would go tic-tac-toe, tic-tac-toe, and then boom, somebody would fire it into an open net. The numbers will bear out what you're saying to a degree. The Penguins are fifth in the NHL in shots on goal. They average 34.2 a game. That's pretty good. Okay, that's pretty good even in a historical perspective. That's a lot of shots being generated. They also have a lot of shot attempts because they do spend a lot of time in the attacking zone. However, they're only 16th in actually scoring goals at 3.19 per game. Literally middle of the pack. Literally mediocre. Overall, their shooting percentage is 9.3, and this is the most telling number of all. That's 25th in the league out of 32 teams. That's just awful. A lot of that has to do with Brian Rust not finishing, not to make this episode uh, one in which I'm picking on him, but his career shooting percentage is over 12 and he's currently below nine. That's a plunge and a half. And given his role as a top six winger, given what had been his role on power play one and now on power play two, that in and of itself drags the whole event down because a lot of the chances that get created, including now on the second line, or I guess he's going to be staying, presumably we'll find out tonight on the first line alongside Sid and Jake, a lot of the chances go to him. A lot of the chances he creates himself by doing that thing where he spins in off the left boards, you know what I'm talking about, or creates breakaways for himself or gets sprung for breakaways. Where do those go? Where do those go? Right. High and wide. He's trying to pick corners. And that's what happens whenever you start struggling to finish. When you're getting a lot of chances at any level of hockey, you start thinking to yourself that the only goal, so to speak, is to miss the goaltender. You're not even necessarily trying to pick a spot. You're just trying to make sure that it doesn't hit the goaltender. And that's not 
a way to get out of the slump. It just isn't. Anybody in the sport will tell you that. The best thing you can do is to still keep firing away, including right at the goaltender or right through him. Look for a spot under the arm or between the legs, but don't start trying to just pick corners. And that's what he's doing. This team is not great at finishing, okay? Even though it has great finishers. Rust is one example, and I'm going to give you one more before I let you go today. And that's the net front people. You know, nobody. This team doesn't have those. This team doesn't have a Patrick Hornquist to clean up the trash in front. Uh, it has a couple of players that fancy themselves as being that, who take some pride in being in the front, like Jake, like Raquel to a lesser extent. But this is also one of the many, many reasons that I keep bringing up that Valtteri Pustinen should have been up here all season because he has a natural flow to the net. That doesn't mean he, I mean, he's a really small dude, okay? He's smaller than Jake. But he has a natural magnetized pull toward the net when he's playing at five on five. It's not where he gets most of his goals. He gets most of his goals on a power play shooting from the left dot, Ovechkin style, but he goes to the net, and that all by itself can open up all kinds of other possibilities for your line mates and your defensemen when they're shooting the puck. This team doesn't have hardly any of that. And I think the Ottawa game really underscored that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 